Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one. Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. It's different today, though. This is a, a little bonus action for you. As we, if you've been listening to us and you've been subscribed and you know what's going on, Ricky is uh, on private jets all over Canada as an ambassador for the team, doing camps, doing uh, TV for TSN and the Vancouver Canadians, uh, short season A-ball. He's also flying back and forth from his new estate in bali that he just bought um was it bamboo hut that you got on top yeah, of the water yeah we do yoga retreats there yoga retreats on top of the water and I ayahuasca go, anything nah, I'm just whatever kidding. you no, no you're not kidding not yet that, that's not open until next summer so uh take advantage over here so if you guys wanted to every now and then we'll ask the, the social media people to ask questions and they'll do it. So I've had these banked up from a while ago when we did these questions. But before we get to the fan questions, Rick, I uh, haven't seen you in a while. <clears throat> I'm going to say a name and you just give me your immediate reaction. Amir Garrett. Holy shit. <laughs> you don't want to mess with that guy. <laughs> He took on the whole team. Yeah, it's a couple weeks ago. Amir Garrett, pitcher for the Reds, uh, was on the mound and just ran at the Pirates. And one of the guys I want to get on this podcast, Kyle Crick, was in the middle of it. Oh, really? With the Pittsburgh Pirates, yeah. So, okay, I, I'm curious to ask him what was going through his mind if we if we're able to get him when they come to Anaheim. Now, so the backstory: I know Amir Garrett a little bit. There's no way he'll remember me. Um, when he was a junior in high school, Amir Garrett was a stud basketball player here in Southern California. He actually went to Losinger High, which is the same school as Russell Westbrook. Did he really? Yeah. He's a couple years younger. So Garrett is from Vegas. But for junior year, he came and played at Losinger, which is uh, in Southern California, in the L.A. area. It's not exactly the best neighborhood, but they had a stacked team. I mean, hmm. there was guy because Russell was two years removed and um oh, oh he played basketball yeah he was a basketball player and just a stud did he, he play at vanderbilt uh or, no st john's st john's amir garrett so mattel who's that kid um uh not donnell belverly what is that kid's name he's in the nba uh darrell wright's brother yeah okay so darrell wright had a younger brother um look it up google it producer mattel uh darrell wright who played with the miami heat 
um, he's not overseas. His younger brother was on the team. Don, we'll get the name. Anyways, that team was stacked. So I was working for Hawthorne Cable, just doing high school games for free for fun. And I'm like, okay, so this kid's new. And they're like, Beto, ask him about playing baseball. Like, okay. He's like, oh, yeah. Um, Daylon Wright in the NBA. So they were teammates. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I play baseball. Maybe I'm going to play a little bit. I don't know. I'm like, you're any good? He's like, oh, I'm this, on this travel team. And th- remember, this is early 2000s, so it's not like you can Google everything on your phone. You're yeah. not getting it up. So I'm like, okay, he's 6'5", lefty. Oh, I can see him be a pitcher. Goes and plays at St. John's Basketball, uh, then transfers to Cal State Northridge uh, with Reggie Theus and is done playing basketball, and he tries out baseball. He's still throwing in the 90s, and then he gets signed. Like, everybody told him, play baseball, play baseball, play baseball. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to be a basketball player. He was a good basketball player, but everybody's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. And then now, there. And then I kind of heard his name a little bit. You know, he's pitching for the Reds. Okay, cool. But damn, everybody knows his name now. Have you ever seen anything like that? No, I've never seen somebody run to the opposing team's dugout to go fight them. (laughs) He clearly wanted a piece of all of them. So he took matters into his own hands and (laughs) he did it. What is said after? Like, when you... After a fight, when a real fight, not one of those like where you walk in and with everybody, like a real fight, like you, what what do they say in the clubhouse afterwards? <laughs> I was part of only one brawl, and not and I didn't start it obviously, but part of one at the new Yankee Stadium, and it's like everyone walked in, and I think the adrenaline's pumping so much that everyone's like just so jacked up, but at the same time, you're also like, what just happened? Everything happened happened so fast at yeah, that like brawl your head's there's, on a swivel there, there's more bodies being pushed around than there's actually punches thrown but amir garrett was throwing punches <laughs> like remember izzy alcantara yeah where he kicked the catcher yeah he got hit and he turned around and he karate kicked yeah. the catcher yeah like in the minor leagues you see like i mean travis snyder told us about this yeah, right like yeah. the guys really want to get after it but you oh, all right were you ever involved where you just knew somebody was going to get dosed and like okay something's going to happen yeah right yeah that, was that ever you? No. No? No. But you knew that somebody in the... Okay, like, okay, yeah. he, this guy's going to get hit right now, yeah. and we're running out there. Yeah. If if Yeah, if you have to run out there, you better run out there, man. Yeah, you got to protect your team. And that happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, our friend, Noe Ramirez, we're at home watching it. We had left already the stadium, and uh, we had left already? What kind of language is that? We had left the stadium already, and then like, oh, wait, damn, okay, Noe came in and hit the guy, like, so those It's like of, one of those... One of those Moments where everyone knew it was gonna happen, right? Uh-huh. Because of what happened, the collision, Mariznik and and Lucroy, and some people saw it as dirty, other people didn't. And at the end of the day, the Angels felt like they had to do something about it, and they did. You know, and um, <laughs> it was pretty funny that it was our yeah old guest Noe Ramirez that had to do it. But like I said, when you when you got to do it, you got to do it, and he did it. Now. Those situations, if you don't do it, what happens to the clubhouse? I don't know, man. Not I mean, in that, but have you ever been around someone like that? Uh, not that I saw or noticed, okay. no. But, I mean, I'm sure... You've heard enough stories? I, I'm sure you want to, you know, you, you earn your, your teammates' respect even more if you go out there and do it, you know. And I'm not saying it's, it's okay to hit anybody with the 95-plus mile per hour fastball or anything like that but it's the game policing itself you know in the old days that's how it kind of how, how it was i don't i mean a lot of people are against it 
a lot of people are still for it. Whoever's, you know, old school, yeah. old school guys love it. New school kids don't it's like interesting. it. So, I mean, it's just, there's a back and forth and I mean, it's just the way it is right now. All right. This one comes from Aaron Rodriguez. Um, how difficult is it to adjust from the minors to the majors with the baseball? Are the seams different? Uh, yeah, there was a little difference in baseballs, I thought. Um, I think uh, minor league baseballs, the lower the level, the lower is cheaply made. It just felt like that. Oh, um, that makes sense. You know, if you're in short season, it's not as nice as the high A ball, if double A ball. So I think at every level it changes. Not not so much. Like, it's just I think the, I don't know, I guess you want to say, like, you know, a major league baseball is like the filet mignon, you know, of, of meats kind of type thing. You know, they're, they're going to do everything possible for it to be perfectly good. And um, I think the seams at times, yeah, were different. Um, big league balls, I found myself, they, for me, it's like I got nice movement on, on certain pitches than I did in the minor leagues with it. Because if you go and pick up a high school baseball right now, oh, <laughs> look at that, 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 that direction thing, right now. Yeah, that thing would cut your freaking fingers how thick those seams are. Okay, why? Be, uh, what, the seams help you how? Well, I mean, the the high school baseballs, the, the seams are so thick. You're like yeah. you're able to grip it even more. And and big league baseballs, the tighter. Remember, the, the s- people listening to this don't have no clue how to throw a baseball. <laughs> the the seam the, they're, they're the like seams nothing. on a big league baseball are so tight, but it's like so. It's a ball that's like so well made. And so I, I mean, like, I, I'm still able to. I was still able to grip it and everything, but. Uh, High school baseball, it feels like it's smaller in your hand, too. And you can just make it spin anywhere you want? I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah? Look at that. But you can tell when a ball's good or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm asking this for myself. When the umpire throws you the ball mm-hmm. and you throw it back to him, why? I don't know, man. I never really did that. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes I would... I would. There's certain balls in the big leagues that when they'd get hit and when they would get hit hard, the ball would get lopsided. And really? Yeah. So you, you you like put it in your hand and you're like, whoa, this doesn't feel good. So I like step off and you just throw it away because you're like, it doesn't feel like it was hit so hard that it just it became a little lopsided. All right. I'm asking a, a, a hypothetical and uh, or not hypothetical, a, a question an uh, old drunk man once told me. And I kid you not. Is that a bar? I think it might have been Hennessy's and Hermos loaded, right? He's like, hey, so you work in baseball. Yeah. How come when the pitcher throws the ball and the batter hits the ball and they get the guy out first, they get the ball back? But if they throw a pitch into the dirt, they ask the umpire for a new ball. Never understood that. Okay, so you've thought about this. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't 100%. just a drunk guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I always thought the same thing. I'm like, so you, you get a ball, you get a ground ball, and it scuffs up because it's yeah. hit off the bat, it hits the dirt, and you throw out the guy, you get that ball back. But as soon as you throw... A pitch in the dirt, it gets thrown away. Never understood that. Until this day, I still don't. All right, all right. Okay. And there's a lot of hitters sometimes that, that, that want to ask for a new ball. They 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 ask the umpire. Yeah, why do they hit it? Oh, because they think it's moving. Yeah, because oh. because if there's a scuff and the guy knows how to, th- if the guy knows if the pitcher knows how to throw with the scuff ball, it moves even more. So that's why a lot of guys are like, hey, can you check that ball? Ah, throw it in. The dude. umpire will look at it. You throw it out. Think give him a new it. one. It's like a Sunday afternoon. I'm loaded at Hennessy's and Hermosa, and this guy's asking these questions. I'm like, he stumped me for a while. I'm like, man, I don't know, but no, okay, it wasn't just you. All right, um, this one comes from uh, Favela. Oh, my man, Favela in uh, in Vegas. Is Ricky a Canadian citizen? Pretty much. 
<laughs> I should just might as well get a passport there already. <laughs> Are you a Mexican citizen? I am. Yeah, I have a Mexican passport. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, uh, because you played there. So yeah. you, okay. All right. Uh, this I, comes from. Um, I I actually told uh, my wife. I was like, can you uh, get some? Can you get me some citizenship over there? <laughs> there it is. Better taxes, right? <laughs> this comes from Mateo Duran Thirty. Are you ready to lose fantasy again? <laughs> <laughs> If you guys ever want to get Ricky Romero upset or fired up, talk trash to him about fantasy football. <laughs> and if you're a 14-year-old, even better. Because there's nothing I enjoy more than my son, who's 14, and Ricky going back and forth by a text message. And I'm like, hey, go to sleep. I'm texting Ricky right now. He's trying to make a stupid trade, or he's talking trash. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Hey, we, you got to admit, though, we we did have a nice little party last year, so it hopefully we're party. able to do from it this what, year. From the pictures I saw, I had a great time at yeah, your party yeah. right here. I, I had a great draft through th- 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 rounds. And the best part is that how you fed your cousins uh, Beyond Meat hamburgers. And they thought it was real meat. And they th- they're like, these hamburgers are great. Oh, yeah. Carla. This is, I'm like, I think this year we'll do a little different. We might do carne asada. Yeah. We might have you bring the venadita or Wait, something. The best part is... That your cousins, I'm not gonna say their names, but Kim Mansells, they're watching your vegan wife on the grill. Like you know, she's vegan. What do you think she's cooking right now? <laughs> see, and that's why they didn't win. Uh, let's see here. Well, one of them won. Fucker. Oh, your cousin won. Yeah. Fuck, man. I thought he, you won. He's back to back champs. Oh, let's kick his ass out. All right. Oh, uh, players' weekend coming up. What do you think of the black and white jerseys? I don't like them. I, that's just me. I don't like them. all black or all white. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a fan of them. I feel like they could have done that. To me, that's too boring. What do you think? How quick does the white jersey get? I mean, the white hat get dirty. I mean, it, it dirty or not, like who cares? But like, it, doesn't it seem boring to you? Here, here's uh, as a broadcaster, you're gonna learn this one. It's gonna suck when you, they come up to bat and you can't tell the numbers <laughs> because all the numbers are so like the way yeah. that the jerseys are made, you can't tell because they don't stick out. So yeah, you're keeping track, but what if there's something else? Or if you're looking at the bullpen, who's warming up? You can't mm-hmm. tell. So I'm mm-hmm. just looking at the broadcast. I don't, I don't like the color scheme, mm-hmm. black and white. I get it. Like Players Weekend is just a big marketing ploy mm-hmm. to sell jerseys because there's going to be some uh, uh, ace of SoCal is going to go out there and get a sticker with a white LA jack uh, cap. He's going to a black LA cap. It's all marketing <laughs> for it. I get it. Now the names are creative. They're cool. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Negron for the Dodgers. Negron. Uh, James is going to be his name. That's yeah, awesome. A, a playoff of LeBron James. Uh, you see some different names. What would be your player's weekend jersey? It would ha- it'd probably be like East LA's Finest. Ah! Something like that. <laughs> that I, 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 thought, I actually thought about it yesterday when I was watching all these like different jerseys. I send you the one that Matt Chapman's using to honor his late teammate yeah. at Cal State Fullerton, Nick Hurtado. He's going to put Hurtado on the back of his jersey to honor him. I think that's freaking awesome. Great idea. But... For me, I think it would be it would, or I'd even consider like Salazar Park. Damn, you know? like the it, roots. It, it, yeah, just because I, that's where I grew up, you know, and 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 uh, something along those lines, Salazar Park or East LA's finest. Not That'd that be I, cool. not that I consider myself a, a, above everyone. There's only one Golden Boy, as we know, you know. But hey, but he don't <laughs> play baseball. <laughs> but it would be something along those lines, just. You know, just to put East LA's name out there. That's cool. That's a good idea yeah. right there. I've always thought about, it, like, what would you put on? Like, yeah. like all these players have, like, you all have your fake names when you check into hotel rooms. Uh, but to be actually have your jersey out there? Yeah, East LA's Finest, Salazar Park. Um, What's Noe going to put? 
No, he's probably going to put Ramona Projects or something. He should. We should tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to put Aitor out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that that's what you do. So did you like Players Weekend? I never had it. No, but I'm saying the idea of it now as a... Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a chance where guys, you see cool cleats, you know. Um, the I never understood why guys can never wear cool cleats. Yeah, me either, man. It's just, I guess, the dress code. But I think that it gets a chance... You get a chance to be a kid, I feel like, in the big leagues. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. I mean, you get to put a cool nickname in the back of your jersey and you just get to go out there and play the game that you love. But I wish I would have been a part of it. Yeah. yeah 100%. Uh, this comes from El Chaton33. Uh, how much do you appreciate the grounds crew now? Oh, uh, they're everything, man. I mean, hey, the, the grounds crew people in Toronto are good friends of mine yeah? some of those guys oh yeah every time i go in there i like i said i shoot the shit with them or or at least say hello you know i mean i'm one of the main guys there uh dino shout out to him i mean he's he's a good friend and um anytime we see we see each other we're we're, we're shooting the shit yeah, you now really the, do know when, the ground crew guy when 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 i was uh, in toronto it was all turf now they have a dirt infield so they got to take care of that a little bit more but you see them out there Especially the main mound, man. The, they, they, that's like their, their baby, and and, oof, they leave it flawless every time we went out there. It was always good. So yeah, I appreciate ground screw guys a lot. Chaton. Hey, of course. There's some. I kid you not. I know some players that would complain. They had an error. Oh, because they didn't drag it between yeah. innings. Like I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> you would hear these kind of. And things. you see Chaton. Um, uh, with his little routine, he's got a little routine, oh. just like a, a hater or a pitcher. Oh. Or he's got his rate yeah. down at first base. Yeah, it's stadium. like he's superstitious about it, and good for him, man. Yeah, I mean, that, that that that's what does it. He does work, and you know he has his fans. It this is the in 2019. Now the grounds crew have groupies. Even though he sits there and talks shit to Madison Bumgarner, but he wouldn't do it to his. Oh face. no 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 no! <laughs> oh, you, you know the ground crew guys are talking bad for. Yeah, I'm from calling you out, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Madison. <laughs> uh, like the Yankees, they got the YMCA. Their crew does stuff. Yeah, uh, all that. Other oh, stuff. and in the Vancouver Canadians, they do a whole dance. No, yeah, it's like that's what the fans are looking forward to. They do a sushi race, and uh, and the ground crew does this dance, and that's what they're known for. They don't do anything else. Like you know, a lot of times minor league fields, they do different stuff uh-huh. in between. That's the only two things, and people like go crazy for it. You know what you need to do? Find out in Vancouver. There's a person in charge of game ops. It's probably an intern. Find out who that is. And they always know who's going to win the sushi race. It's predetermined. So you make a bet with somebody, with Rob <laughs> Frey, uh, your partner. So you find out. Because I used to do this. John Ireland taught me this at Laker Games. The Chevron uh, race where they have the three different colored yeah, cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sit next to the person. Hey, man, five bucks on red. Nah, I'll take white. All right, all right. Or I'll, I'll bet you a Wetzel's pretzel. There's something to pass the time. Yeah. And I knew the person who was in charge of it. They're like, oh, today is white. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, Damn, Beto, how do, you, how do you always get so right? So, so find that out so you find a way to get a little steam. It's something to pass the time, so, especially the sushi race. All right, one more question. If you weren't traveling all over Canada, if you weren't a, a, a father right now, where would you go? I think they're talking about traveling just in general. Uh, like CC said, he'll go to Africa when he's going to retire. I mean, um, Africa to me sounds 
really really cool man uh, he, he's talking about going on safari safari yeah i want to go on a safari yeah uh, for real uh, are you crazy hell yeah Fuck man that. are you kidding me <laughs> no i mean whew, that would be awesome a safari yeah imagine the adrenaline rush no. seeing an elephant up close or go to the zoo hell no that's <laughs> are you going to the zoo? That, that's where you want to stay away from um but i never uh, thought because i you, probably want you never had summer so i don't I, know I, I probably want to go to like um Thailand or something, you know. Really? Yeah, some somewhere where they're like you see those beautiful places on uh on Instagram where you know in the middle of a beach. Um I think that would be cool like going to Thailand, going to the Fiji Islands or Okay. Anything. I mean, anything where there's water and you're in the middle of nowhere, I think it's pretty cool. There it is. So there it is. The Q&A with Ricky Rowe, a little bonus edition of the Let's Go Ricky Rowe podcast. We are running out of batteries, and here in Bali, there are no AAA batteries. So we Bali, there you go. Bali. Yeah, we're Bali in Bali. Bali would be a good one. Yeah, well, we're already here. We're already here at the Romero Yoga Retreat Escape. Uh, we're taking care of people, <laughs> and uh, it's going to open up. Um, no windows here. No towels. Just show up. We'll be ready to go. Thanks, everybody involved with the podcast. Uh, the Pushy Pulley for getting it out there. Um, thanks to you for getting it, listening and rate, subscribe, and let us know what you guys want to think. And tell people that the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast is available to you. So you're busy. You got the Q&A. You got things done. Anything else? You're good? Go, yeah, we're good, man. All right. Well, let's go jump in the water.